Welcome to the I'm a Health Visitor podcast. We want to help health visitors stay up to date, so we're here to give evidence-based information and insight into relevant practice issues. We're currently supported by the CPHVA Education Development Trust, McQueen Bursary. Hello everyone, it's Amy here. Hello, and Jen. Hi, Hi. Margaret. <laughs> We've got some guests we you have. might not have noticed. <laughs> Hello, Margaret. Hello, Ron. We're very lucky today to be joined by two um, giants of the car seat world. <laughs> um, we oh, were just dear. saying in the in the pre-chat that um, you're experts of the car seat world, and Margaret, you you were both kind of saying that you never feel like experts, and to me, I think that's the sign of an expert because I've got this theory that the more expert you are in something, the less you feel of an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> so I think it, it's that it's that Donald Rumsfeld thing, isn't it, where there's the known yeah. unknowns and the unknown yeah. unknowns. And as you become an expert, you realise more and more what you don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But you're both um, living and breathing car seats quite a lot, aren't you? So, Margaret, you run Rear Facing Toddlers. You started Rear Facing Toddlers. Yeah, that's right. Really brilliant Facebook group, don't you? Apparently so, yes. So, yeah, so I started that group with a friend. Um, Actually, she started it and asked me to join, and then she disappeared, and now it's sort of just more or less me, but with a team of other people who help me. So it's... It's, I don't really, sometimes I'm just too busy for it, but they, they get on with it and it all seems to run itself really. So that's really good. So yeah, we have, I don't know, close to 100,000 members now. Obviously not all active. Yeah. Facebook never takes numbers away. It just adds more. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's the biggest UK car seat advice group um, and it's very busy. And obviously there's a big need for it because we get lots of people constantly every day asking all sorts of questions um, yeah. And yeah, we try our best to help them, basically. You do an but yeah, awesome so that, that job. group came from. Pardon? You do an absolutely awesome job. Thank you. I can't she take does. all the credit anymore, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, Ron, are you involved in the Facebook group as well, or what's well, your. I have a funny feeling, actually, when Margaret mentioned that her, the, her friend that she started it with, I think. It's the same friend who actually um, inadvertently made me join the the tech group that underpins it, if you know what I mean. So yeah. um, So you work for a, a, a car seat fitting organisation, don't you? Well, no. Well, actually, it's a, the the government over here. Um, Sorry, yeah. Uh, set up the it's done through the Department of Justice and Transport. It's sort of an amalgam across the several departments. Um, but the Road Safety Authority. I'm not sure what the equivalent would be in the UK, but the Road Safety Authority in Ireland is responsible for all things to do with, say, driver licensing driver testing, you know, your MOT, well, right, here it's okay. the NCT, the National Car Test, a commercial vehicle, haulage licences, but then there's a whole educational side to it as well, and that's the part I'm involved in. So we're responsible Brilliant. for anything to do with education when it comes to road safety. So we have several projects that travel all over Ireland on a full-time basis, including the check of fits that, I'm, that I manage. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, so what I do is, it's a service that travels. It's a public service. It's free to everybody, yeah. you know, and it travels all over Ireland, um, sort of addressing the issue of 
four out of every five car seats we see are fitted incorrectly, you know, and it's crazy, so it? it's it's a yeah, real problem. It's a real problem. And actually, those those statistics um, are born through the whole of Europe. In Gosh. fact, I think there's yeah. maybe slight variations, but I think I'm pretty close. Even in the UK, I think it's probably 75 as opposed yeah, to yeah, it's 80, something like 80%, that. I mean, something like that. Yeah, when you get the statistics, it's always like oh, more than two thirds of car seats, but realistically when yeah. i do car seat checks for good egg safety in like supermarket car parks and whatever like we do it here i tend to find that most of the seats that i check are wrong so i would say yeah. my my i mean even if it's just a slight adjustment that needs to be made it's yeah. classed as wrong you know so some of them are really yeah. catastrophic yeah. and some of them are just a little bit of a tweak but if yeah. you put them all together then i would say my you know, I, I correct about ninety percent of all the car seats that I check. Gosh. So there's always we, we, um, every yeah. every seat that we every seat that we check, we upload the data on each every single individual seat. We have a database now of about almost seventy thousand seats. Wow! And that te- and and Margaret's right. Actually, actually, when we started recording the information ten years ago, we the major faults were the most prominent faults. So, but now what has shifted is major has gone. From major to minor faults mm. and mm. they're the tweaking the adjust the minor adjustments and stuff like that you know and wow. we're seeing less life-altering fits albeit that you will see them i, I actually yeah. I, I have to talk to um a, a police sergeant in the west of ireland he's after sending me a picture of a, a 35 year old oh. car seat that um he wants to know is it legal and safe to use so i have to assume as as can i have it a 35 margaret's well aware because i i keep margaret in the loop in terms of photographs and all the all the really yeah. bothersome things that we would see on a regular basis oh, you know yeah wow and so what do you think what do you think has caused this shift from the major to the minor? Is it the way you're better designer cars awareness? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think so. There's a, there's probably several reasons for it. I would say first of all, it's awareness. The the project that we're doing, Margaret know all about this in terms of getting the information. It's a hundred thousand. When actually I went on that group, I think it was at fifty thousand. That's only I don't know many many years ago that was but it's it's doubled in size so it shows it shows you i think the younger generation you've got um also the the new legislation when it comes to car seats has made a huge difference Mm -hmm. in that respect with eye size compliancy now Mm -hmm. uh, more and more seats are isofix there's less you're statistically less likely to make a mistake Mm -hmm. fitting an isofix seat now that doesn't mean that they're a belted seat is unsafe. It just means statistically you're more likely to make a mistake fitting one, you know, when you delve into... Yeah, there's just yeah. more room you know? for error with a belted seat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once they're actually fitted correctly, um, they're they're equal in terms of... Well, obviously, if they're equal, but there's there's not yeah, necessarily yeah. an advantage to, to an isofix in terms of safety if the belted no. seat is fitted correctly, but it's just that the belted seat That's right, is yeah. harder to fit. So, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, That's you do sometimes you see the, the major things that you see is where a child is much too big for the car seat or where they've got a young baby forward facing that should be rear facing or where a car seat is just yeah. completely fitted wrong because they've put the belt around it the wrong way or they've forward faced an infant carrier, that kind of right. stuff. But that is rare. And like Ron says, the most of the yeah. adjustments that okay. we make, I would say, are to the harness. Most people don't mm. have the harness quite tight enough or there might be twists in it or it might be at the wrong height. But yeah, most of, because there's basically okay. four types of misuse. You've either got a seat that isn't compatible with the car, which is very rare, really. Then you've got... One a, in ten. Right. 
then you've got a seat that isn't um sorry th- that isn't suitable for the child's age and size which is okay. also not something that we see that much and then you've got the seat isn't fitted in the car correctly or the child isn't fitted in the seat correctly and of course you can have any combination of those four things okay. but they're the four types of misuse so you can fit the seat in the car correctly but if the seat's not suitable for that child it's not going to do any good and if the child isn't fitted in the seat correctly it's not going to do any good so you've got to get all of those four things right the right seat for the car the right seat for the child fit the seat correctly and fit the child correctly and all of those four things have to be in place for the seat to do its job properly so okay so i know we talk a lot about i'm just thinking of what's the low hanging fruit that we can give people as like key messages and obviously you're you're very passionate about rear facing um car seats margaret and we all know that keeping Mm. children rear facing um for as long as possible is the safest uh, way to do yeah i suppose would you be able to in case there's anybody listening to this podcast who isn't really clear on why that is um, would you be able to give us a, a brief idea of why we put babies yeah, and children sure. rear-facing and how long we can keep them that way right so there are car seats available that re- the infant carriers traditionally you know the little carry car seats yeah. rear face to 13 kilos which is roughly i mean 13 kilos isn't a weight that they will ever reach in that car seat they outgrow it by size long before but they yeah. go up to about 15 yeah. to 18 months then you've got seats up to 18 kilos or 105 centimeters yeah that's roughly four years and mm-hmm. then you've got 25 kilos or 125 centimeters and that's somewhere between six and seven Now, the reason why rear-facing is so important is because children's heads are much bigger than an adult's in proportion to their body. Mm -hmm. A a baby's head is about 25% of their total body weight, whereas ours is six. Combine that big, heavy head with very weak muscles and a weak spine because the um, bones haven't fused together yet. So if you put a baby with that large head on that weak neck in a forward-facing car seat and you have a crash, the head goes forward and puts a massive strain on the neck that can lead to very serious injuries. Right. Turn that car seat around, and the whole back of the head right down to the base of the spine is protected by the back of the car seat. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive, massive difference in safety. So the longer they yeah. can rear face, the better. And ideally up to six years. And is that the same depending on whether you have kind of a side impact or a back impact or, you know, what, what type of crash you have? Is it mirrored right, So statistically, this is very broadly speaking, crashes yeah. are <laughs> roughly, frontal crashes are about 75% of the total. Side oh, impacts are about 20, yeah, side impacts are about 25 and then rear impacts are only about 5%. Okay. So what you want to do is, optimize the child's safety in the most common type of crash you know so you could say forward facing forward facing isn't actually safer in a rear impact but it's no less safe either it doesn't really make any difference whether you're rear or forward facing so but there's lots of people you get especially dads i don't know why men think that they know better but you get people on the (laughs) facebook group and they go well but it's never going to be safe in a rear impact and i'm like well good luck with that because five percent of crashes compared to 75 percent of frontal yeah. crashes what would you choose to be you Absolutely, know protected yeah. against the most and, and so, also yeah. too as well and, re- sorry rear facing collisions actually rear collisions from the back tend to be in the same direction so the impact uh-huh. the force tends to be less and perhaps well, yeah. slower you know? i mean the way i always demonstrated well. it yeah i mean you can't see this obviously on a podcast but what i always do is when you have a frontal impact it goes like this i'm clapping my hands together and it comes to a sudden halt whereas if you have a rear impact it's sort of shunted like this 
Yeah. And the impact mm. yeah. is far lower. So, yeah, yeah so, so although really... forward-facing doesn't... It's a, ma- it's, a, it's, a, it's a matter of odds, really. That's what you're doing. I mean, you're ne- yeah. like you could be hit by a 40-foot truck in the rear and it'll destroy the car. There's nothing you can do about that. But it's mm-hmm. it's on balance. It's it's a matter of odds, really, you know? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. There are some really good video resources as well, aren't there, that I've seen yeah. that kind of really illustrate this kind of slow motion, what would happen if it's forward-facing and what would happen if it's rear-facing. So um, what, what yeah. we always do with the podcast is we produce show notes that go alongside it. So what I'll do for people listening is I'll link to some of those resources in the show notes and we can perhaps, like, so people can go on and have a look for themselves to actually see visually what you're talking about. But um, that was a really great mm-hmm. description, Margaret. Thank you. Um, so so rear facing is the way forwards and we can do it up to seven years yeah. so is there any downside roughly to yeah it depends on how big the child is sure yeah no yeah no I no mean downside. you get people that will come up with all sorts of potential downsides in their own head like the children don't have enough leg room they can't yeah. see out the window I mean, yeah my has windows all around but you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah do you know what I mean it makes yeah, them yeah. car sick nonsense um, yeah, I even had one nonsense. woman once that said it stunts their social development. And I'm like, yes, oh, okay, wow. Whatever. Oh, I know. Ridiculous. Uh. Ridiculous. But this is just people that want to find an excuse to yeah. justify their forward facing, you know? Okay. And, and I'm we, saying, we, when you look we, at we, countries we, like Sweden, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. It's it's literally is this massive reluctance. Well, we were okay when we were younger. All my, okay. my friends' children are forward facing. They're all fine. I'm like, yeah, they're all fine until they have an accident. You yeah, know? Sure they're not yeah. fine. And yeah, yeah, so you've got to obviously think of that car seat as something that's going to protect your child in the event of a crash. It's not just somewhere for them to sit, which day to day it will be, because hopefully you'll never have that crash. But yeah, you've got sure. to be prepared yeah. for it, and that's what you're we, doing. We, we, yeah. Um, we we spoke to um, Professor Alf Nixon. He's the consultant um, in the National Children's Hospital here for, in Temple Street in Dublin. Mm. And at a conference, some this is going back several years ago, and he hasn't come across a child who has had any major injuries while rear facing in a car wow. in a crash, you know. And I, we we always sort of balance it with, like, I mean, would you prefer, as Margaret was saying earlier on, the balance is, I, you know, if you the, the families that we have met, again, Margaret will have seen the the, the outcomes and the crash, the, the state of the cars afterwards. We'll meet families who have been with us beforehand and afterwards have been in crashes and the children, the child or children have been just literally lifted out of the car mm. uh, uninjured, mm. un, un, physically, yeah. fi- physically uninjured, maybe superficial injuries. I, I would yeah. think actually a, a very um, a fam- a family in Roscommon, in fact, actually, that I've become quite good friends with, um, their child suffered more from PTSD. Mm. In fact, uh, he was only yeah. he was only four at the time. But it's it's a it's yeah. we're, we're, it's a horrible thing to say, and it's a horrible thing to see. But I would prefer if the leg was broken than yeah. uh, all up here, head, neck, absolutely. Back. It's all yeah. it's all a life altering injury. But there's yeah. no evidence. There's no I. It, there's to be honest with you and I, I, I don't mean to sound bad when I say this but there is a cultural ignorance to rear facing yeah, it's absolutely. what we it's what we've been brought up with. but when you study yeah. the science the physics of it um yeah. you'll it's it's better understanding you know and actually uh, we're seeing more compliance with it now well certainly I am yeah. um and I think I think that's to do with the um the introduction of a lot of uh, extended rear facing seats that can swivel so you can just click them in yeah. you can press yeah. a button yeah. and they keep have the child become very, very not, popular 
Yeah. Yeah, and that that has led. I know we keep a daily count when we're on the road normal, and air air percentages have gone up in terms of extended rear face, and I think it has a lot to do with that too as well. You know. But there isn't yeah. a swivel. I'm sorry, think- Jen. I was going to say, I wonder as well whether compliance is also because the generation we've got of parents now are parents who have grown up with rear seat belts being in extent, yeah, long in um sort of car seats longer than say my generation. I mean, I'm like my mid forties, and I mean, I remember sort of going down the motorway, <laughs> standing up, holding on to um, my mum's car seat, kind yeah. of thing. Well, I, I, um, I'm not, I'm not sure about that because I mean, I spoke to a family yesterday here, and the dad thought that next year his five-year-old is going to be finished using a seat altogether. Oh, blimey. And, yeah. I, I mean, it was probably the worst thing he could have said to <gasps> me in terms of... Uh, so I had to explain to him. But I, I'm not entirely sure about that. I do think um, in, in the in the... During the lockdown last year and, and you know, during these particular times at the moment, uh, we've moved from, say, the live events. Now, we're going back on the road next week, mm. thankfully. Um, but uh, the, we've been doing virtual checks where we can go and talk to the person uh, over the phone, uh, do video calls now. But what I've noticed in the last two years, I suppose now, it's nearly coming up to two years, is more and more new parents are, are visiting the service or are getting in contact with us. And that's brilliant. That's fantastic. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if the generation that's coming up is whether they, I don't know, Margaret, would you agree? Like whether they were actually rear facing and they understand, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think that's still a whole generation away. The children who are rear-facing yeah. car seats now, when they become parents, then it will become normal. Yeah. But yeah. at the moment, yeah. it isn't yet. And I also always think that we live in this little rear-facing car seat bubble because we have our Facebook yeah. group, we have yeah. people that come to us for help, but those people are the tip of the iceberg. And there of is course. a huge, huge mass of people out there who don't know that they need help. And they will never come to us because they think they're fine. And that's the scary thing because when you see those people on those car seat checks, and again, they don't come to a car seat check. I'm there and I approach them because they happen to have a child with them. And they sort of look at me as if, you know, who are you and what you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that's right. That's where me. It's just the general Joe public that (laughs) have no clue. You know, the ones that, that have, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the ones that have looked into it a little bit more, they will ask questions and they will come for help if they need it. But the vast majority will just go to the high street, walk out of the shop with a box under their arm and have no clue about what they've just bought, what it's supposed to do and how they're supposed to use it. And we do see that a lot. So So, although it uh, looks like rear facing is becoming more more common, it is a little bit. But it's still nowhere near as it should we've be. We've got a long way to go. My, my, yeah, we've got yeah. a long way myself, myself, and Margaret are different in that respect. She mentioned that she walks around the car parks going to people. Where <laughs> yeah. we, we, I, I've sent Margaret photographs of the the big two hour queues of people to come into us. Right. So okay. we we have a huge awareness campaign. Wow. PR, communicate, all that sort of stuff that precedes us everywhere we go. So we go, we cover the whole county of Ireland, uh, sorry, the whole country of Ireland, 26 counties, yeah. uh, at least twice a year. So we covered the country twice wow. in one year. Wow, um, yeah, but, so but Margaret, actually, Mar- Margaret made a point there that, um, a bit, so the majority of people that we will see at those checks 
will be forward facing. There's no question about it. Now we know yeah. there are like so we know statistically our ERF daily count is in around thirty eight to forty percent a day, and that would be on average nationwide. Yeah. But just to interrupt there for a second, ERF is extended rear facing. Just for those who oh, don't sorry. know. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so, 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 but but there'll be we'll go to some sites around the country. Uh, the main, main, mainly the city state uh, like Cork and Dublin and possibly Galway where that will rise to 70% of the daily count but I think it's more because we have a reputation for it and stuff like that so but it, most of the people that we see will be forward facing mm -hmm. and there'll be all sorts of stuff and the fact that we've now launched and I'll, I, if you want I can talk about it later on but we've now launched the um, a code of practice for retailers mm -hmm. which is a, it's a huge step forward so not only do we have the physical service now that travels around the country checking seats mm -hmm. um, we now have introduced what we want to do is we want retailers to sell a seat according to a set of standards mm -hmm. and so the, the, the retailer must opt in and follow these standards there's a whole hoo-ha about you know follow up for uh, customers yeah. and and, and they're going to be mystery um mystery shopped and all that uh -huh. sort of stuff we promote road safety officers that travel all over the country that will check that margaret got the insight on that i think last year the year before you probably yeah, didn't yeah. read it did you <laughs> not, all, not all of it <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then we're, we did a soft light and hopefully over the next well, I, I, we're only at the early stages. We're hoping to bring in a certification as well, uh, 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 like the IOSH that we did over in um, the UK. We want to introduce one that actually is relevant and actually works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not taken away from the... Well, I am actually taking well, away yeah, the IOSH. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, I, I suppose I'm thinking, um, you know, you're saying that you a lot of people seek out your advice and those people generally yeah. you're not so worried about because they're actually coming to you looking for advice. They're probably mm. fairly informed to, to start off with. Um, the people that are listening to this podcast, majority will be health visitors. Um, who yeah. are seeing mm. everybody universally so the reason why we thought it'd be so important to get you guys on is i think um you know public health is part of our role safety is part of our role we do advise on safety and i often get parents asking me about car seats actually um but we don't get any specific training on car seats so it's only what that health visitor has gone out and sought out for themselves in terms of their education and background so really i suppose from you what i was hoping to get is um, what's the kind of you know key messages if there were only like a few because if you think about you know we've not got huge amounts of time to go into great detail and we're never going to be experts in this subject in the way you are um, but if there's a few key messages we could get out to people um, when we see them for that new birth contact for example or you know midwives when they literally have to have a car seat to leave the hospital don't you you know what are the key things yeah. that you would want us to be conveying in that moment so rear facing being one of them i imagine rear facing for as long as possible but i would yeah. also say to people get your car seat checked independently checked. don't yeah. just leave the shop or order something online and think that you know what to do and yeah. a lot of i mean it's not like i make it sound like it's really complicated and it isn't but it's still good to get it checked by an expert because yeah. You may be making mistakes that you just don't know. I mean, I've had people burst into tears when I pointed out mistakes on their oh. car seat. They were on child number three making those same mistakes. Oh, bless And you. for yeah. years, they thought they'd got it I right. And, you know, so it's so important that people actually just get advice. There is lots of help out there. You just have to know where to look. So there's 
There's obviously our Facebook group. There are lots of yeah. independent retailers that get training from the car seat manufacturers and they will be able to help you get it right yeah. because it's, yeah. I sorry, one of the difficult important. things... Yeah. Sorry, one I of the one most of the, important oh, things... Sorry, um, Jenny, one of the most important things from the public health... Or the health visitor, excuse me, there are public health nurses over here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the one of the most important messages I would have to say, and it's it's something that we come across all the time, is that car seats, child seats, child restraint system, whatever you want to call them, are not designed by age. They're designed by weight and size. And this is something that we have seen over the years that is commonly so. For example, um, the older regulated seats, um, the minimum you can go forward to facing in a seat, and Margaret's going to go mad when I say this, but it, it is the fact that nine kilos in a forward-facing seat. Now, thankfully, we're moving away from that concept, but the reality is, so what we're hearing is public health nurses might tell a parent that it's okay to put your child forward facing at nine months there's this confusion between nine kilos and nine months the reality of it is let's say take a an infant carrier i well i have, I have one here behind me but um the an inf, a normal infant carrier newborn seat yeah. depending on the regulation that it conforms to let's say it's the older regulation it's nothing to do with age as margaret said earlier on a child tends to outgrow a seat in most cases than outweighs a yeah. seat so Age yeah, by height before weight. Yeah, or sorry, yeah. by size, yeah. So the but what we would see in a normal infant carrier, I've seen two and a half year olds still in them. I've also yeah. seen six month yeah. six month old babies outgrowing them. Like so, I mean I had an eight month an eight month old baby just before lockdown in Limerick that was an eight month old baby that was fifteen kilos. Okay. Oh so that's oh my God. possibly that's possibly wow. three to three to four year range. So, yeah. so it's very very important that it's not age specific. It is about I mean, size. I would and the newer just seats, add to that no. that I would say it hasn't got an upper age limit because a lot of I get messages from people. Oh, my baby is nearly fifteen months. He needs a new car seat. Does he still fit? Mm. Yes. Then you don't need mm. a new car seat. Yeah. But what I will yeah. say is the minimum should be set by age and not weight because my youngest son, who's now ten. He weighed nine kilos when he was five months, and legally he could go in a forward-facing car seat. Yeah. But safely, yes. absolutely not. So there is yeah. a difference between yeah. what's legal and what's best practice. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, yeah. the eye, the eye, the eye size regulations, you know, address that because the minimum rear face in an eye size seat is fifteen months. So, and that's a huge step forward as well. But yeah. Margaret is totally right, and we're seeing. Yeah. I saw I had a two-month-old child forward-facing. Oh seat my god! Before you know. <gasps> So, and luckily the seat that they were in could actually face backwards. That was the only saving grace, you know. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask because it is that thing where I think, I'm sure Amy's had it before, mm -hmm. where when you have the babies who, like you said, are weighing nine kilos at six months, seven months old, yeah. and the parents are always like, yeah, oh, well, we'll nine, nine kilos, we'll put them into the forward yeah. facing. Mm -hmm. And having to say to them, well, no, 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 that's a, that's a guideline, but actually you have to look at the age of the child and where they are developmentally. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way at sort of five, six months old, a baby is strong enough to support their head, to support their body in a forward facing and having that impact. And in fact, yeah. Yeah, because it takes years for the spine to actually fuse together to yeah, a point where it's yeah. strong enough yeah. to, to withstand a car crash. And that process of, it's called ossification, that yeah. doesn't actually yes. begin until somewhere between the ages of two and three. And it takes three years to complete. Yeah. 
So really, yeah. you should keep a child rear-facing until they're six so that you're sure that the spine has gone from 72 little bones to 24 solid mm. vertebrae because it takes three years. Yeah, so, so um, yeah. thinking back to kind of nursing training and things for health visitors, there'll be that will mm-hmm. sound familiar to people. So that's really good to kind of put it in that context. That's really helpful. Um, and you've mentioned, so, so okay, so the headlines here, we've got rear face for as long as possible. We've got make sure mm-hmm. you get it fitted into the car by an expert um, and make sure you're checking the sizing. You've mentioned regulations a few times. And I know mm-hmm. we've got eye size. We've We've got ISOFIX. We've got um, Swedish Plus testing as well now. Could you kind of give us a very brief, one of you give us a very brief overview in terms of the regulations of what should people be looking for in a car seat? Does that help? Well, the, so so current, currently at the moment, there are, we've got the older regulations, uh, um, R4404 is the, and ISOFIX, the new regulations, which is R129, European regulations, they are running in parallel with each other. Okay. Now from 20, from 2023 onwards, again, I'm not to bring Brexit into, but I'm not sure if this makes any difference. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. in 2023 but i know from 2023 i think summer august i think 2023 no retailer should have a non iso or i mean this hasn't actually been a hundred percent confirmed yet so ice okay. was introduced in 2013 uh-huh. um, and by yes. 2023 they're looking to get rid of r4404 but whether it's going to be that the seats are going to stop being produced, but what's already out there can still be um, yeah. sold. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's, it, but we haven't make, got a set sense. date for when it's definitely going to disappear, but it is absolutely on its way out. So the regulation mm. from the early 80s up until now was R44, and then there's been O02, O03, and we're currently on O04. Okay. And then R129 or I-size was brought in in 2013 and that will be the new standard. And it differs from R44 in a few ways. So rather than being allowed to forward face from nine kilos, you have to rear face to a minimum of 15 months. Okay. They have to be compatible. From 2013 onwards, new cars are all I-size compatible. So there's a lot okay. of, of cat- um, compatibility lists out there to check if your car seat will fit a certain car. Yeah. I-size sort of gets rid of the need for those lists because if you have an I-size car and an I-size car seat, it will definitely fit. You still okay. need to check it because there's still lots right. of variables that may mean that it doesn't, like yeah. the height of the front pad. So it's it's all a bit... Um, but yeah, they've got to have side impact protection built into the seat, which on R44 okay. was not compulsory. Um, what else is there, on? I think there are five things. They use a different crash test dummy that's more lifelike yeah. and replicates... With, with 65 what... more sensors in it too as well. Yeah. So it's so... picking up a ton more data, you know. Okay. Yes. So there are definite improvements on, on eyesight over R44, which is why it's being phased out. But these things always take a very long time. Okay. Um, and the and, other and another... Meant... another uh, Sorry, well, another big factor about them was that with, sorry, Mark, the crop could have caused you, but uh, at, particularly at the high back booster level, we see, and there is a, a WHO report that shows children in developed Western uh, civil, uh, developed countries mm-hmm. are heavier because they're died, but they're younger. Mm-hmm. And why that? Why that is creative, there's a flaw in the older system in that, let's say, high back booster seats go from 15 kilos to 36 kilos. So essentially, I suppose, in, enshrined in all the European countries is the law says 36 kilos right. is the max. Yeah. Now, whether you can use it after is is irrelevant in the sense what we, me and Margaret might think, but the, the law requires that 
if you're over 36 kilos, in essence, you shouldn't be using mm -hmm. the seat. Now, with the eye size, has taken that away from it. Right. So with the high-back booster seats, it's 100 centimetres to 150 centimetres, and that's a game-changer because now that means that that child can stay in that seat irrespective of their weight, and that's super important because you could have yeah. a five-year-old, 45-kilo child who essentially and effectively, it, it, there's no legal obligation to use a car seat, yeah. but it's not mm. safe. It's wholly unsafe, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 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 lots of there's lots of um, scientific evidence that shows you know like a, an average five year old who just happens to be heavy when they sit in a car with nothing, they the lap belt will sit on the tummy yeah. and the seat belt will sit up here. Yeah. It encourages them to put it underneath their arms, yeah. and and the types. Of, I won't go into the types of injuries that I receive from it, but it is not safe. So eye size has addressed that part of it, which I think is so important. Mm -hmm. I do wish that they had made the the minimum height a bit higher because a hundred centimeters is a three year old and they shouldn't be in a booster seat. So I think there is mm. there's a few things with eye size yeah. that I would have done differently. <laughs> but you know who am I? They're not going to listen to me. But if only they'd have had me. you. Writing it, I that would have been the best idea. Honestly, massive mistake. Yeah. yeah. What can you say? Next time. Can I just ask, can I ask, and this is looping back a bit, we might need, Amy, sorry, no, we might that's need okay. to cut and paste this back at the relevant bit. Just picking up on your point about independent retailers fitting car yeah. seats. Yeah. Obviously, especially in the last few years, um, and e as an economic decision often as well for guys, they're looking at buying car seats on Amazon. Yeah. They're looking at using mm. online and things. I can see your nose scrunching, yeah. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> I, can, I can always see what you're thinking. But I'm just thinking, and even for like colleagues who are looking mm -hmm. for bargains, yeah, having babies, expensive business, they know that's a more re economical way of getting good value. But where can can you get a the, fit check without where buying can the car seat go from there? To get, yeah, I don't know. So I think some shops may offer that. I over over here, over, over here, you can mm. just yeah. give me yeah. a shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I know See, you mentioned I think the, the Facebook group. Is, Are there? Sorry, I was going to say, a lot of people think that a car seat's a car seat. They've all gone through the same testing. They're all the same. They're all safe. Otherwise, they wouldn't be sold. But yeah, the thing is, there are minimum. Yeah, there's minimum crash testing that they have to pass to be legally sold, but it doesn't go far enough. And a lot of the car seats that you get on places like Amazon will have only just scraped through the minimum of testing. Whereas mm. if you've got things like the Swedish Plus test, there's the German equivalent of the AA motoring organization called the ADAC or ADAC. They do independent car seat testing twice a year okay. and they will do, use higher crash test speeds and just look at different data. Whereas the, the basic... R44 testing is very minimal. So when mm. you buy a car seat on Amazon, it won't have gone through the same level of testing as car seats that are... A lot of um, of the higher brand manufacturers will do their own independent testing as well. So their car seats will have gone through higher speeds, stricter criteria than the stuff that you buy for 40 quid on Argos. Or, or not Argos, Amazon, but whatever, Argos as well. well so, either, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those kinds of, you know, the sort of... High street shops, I mean, Asda do this sort of baby campaign once or twice a year, and the car seats they sell are shocking, but they cost 40 mm. quid, so they sell thousands of them because people yeah. think that they're yeah. getting a bargain. You know, and it's but very really, important to it. Sorry, well, to, to be fair, in for as a universal service for some of our clients, even at absolutely. 40 quid, can absolutely, be I know. Yes. I think this is absolutely. the thing, I think a lot of health visitors will probably be listening, and it is a bit heartbreaking, really, because you know that, like, yeah you know we work um 
proportionately more with the clients that need us the most so we tend to see more yeah. of the clients that are really struggling and poverty obviously I can know. be a huge part of that so and it is obviously very unfair that people are priced out of safety that's it Absolutely. it's so unfair yeah. and yeah. so unreasonable yeah um but i think yeah. there are a lot of places where you can get a free car seat check um you know i know that um some of the high street retailers i think halfords offer it even you know um I, I don't know what I the think standard you have to is. Pay at Halfords. I'm not. I think if you haven't bought it from them, then you have to pay. But it's. Uh, oh yeah, really? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not oh, sure. So they will do I it if you haven't. Okay. I, I sort of have. I know from my own experience, uh, Amy, that, and I, I'm sure Margaret is the exact same as me in this respect. That just because they offer a a checking service or a fitting service, mm. I've tons and tons and tons of experience where people have come to me directly from mm. a a well-known high street seller of car seats mm. uh, uh, and there's lots of them and where the seat is completely fitted wrong yeah so oh, it, yeah. It that's why i said it independent it, retailers because they tend yeah. to one have more passion and interest in what they're doing yeah. and two yeah. they get trained by the manufacturers which yeah. the high street shores stores will also do yeah. but they have a high turnover of staff and their yeah. staff don't necessarily have have, and honestly, you know, honestly, the the business model for a lot of the big high streets, you know, I won't mention any names, but a lot of the big, big, big companies that sell a lot of car seats, their business model doesn't support what myself and Margaret yeah, sure. do because no. they just they'll have one person in the nursery section, yeah. and it just it and the time it takes to. I mean, I could be an hour and a half talking to somebody here yeah. just about... Well, I, I, I might even be just talking about a car rather than car seats or yeah. doing three-seat combinations. And it just it's all about engaging with the parent. And yeah. I want to know... Because I actually know weight. somebody who used to... She got into that being interested in car seats because she got a job in Halfords. And they put her on the car seat section. Right. And then she was actually told that she was taking too long with each customer. Because she was going in depth oh, right, and yeah, yeah. advising them, and, and they were like, "No, you need to sell more car seats. This is not moving fast enough." Oh God! So, okay. yeah, she left. So it's, I mean, that's yeah. really God. discouraging to hear because you know, I suppose yeah. we're thinking like, where can we on mass recommend people to go? And I suppose obviously your Facebook group is an excellent source of information as well. Um, and I guess you know, I'm thinking of my local area, and I know that there are some independent baby shops here who are run by people who are super passionate about this kind of thing. Um, and um, yeah. I, I, I would be very shocked if she wouldn't fit a car seat that she hasn't sold, you know, um, because I think actually they're probably fairly passionate about this and want to help people to um, yeah. to do it safely, really. Um, but what we need is a service like yours, Rand. <laughs> yeah. well, well, funny, we interestingly enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, we, um, the, we, so for the last during pandemic we've been we've moved to i'm actually sitting and we built a little studio to do virtual checks uh -huh. and stuff like that a couple of, so you can go on our the website and book an appointment a 30 minute appointment but i just noticed recently and i don't know why this is but just recently i've been talking to more people in the uk oh. in fact uh -huh. and, and uh, i don't know if maybe it might have been possibly just someone said you should try this that. I, i'm not really sure the reason for it but i and just yesterday i was checking a child seat in dubai 
for some strange reason. Now, wow, interestingly, wow. the, 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 the dad me. that was doing it was from Galway in Ireland. So, like, he, he may have, he may have, heard, I'm not really sure. But it, it's, 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 I'm seeing more people in the UK. I can't explain the reason for it, but, um, but yeah. So, so this, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so we just don't I'm, have the same kind of provision here that you offer, you know, so people yeah. will go elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually think, what, well, no, I know what we're going to do when we are. We're back on the road next week. We're, from now till um, uh, December, we're going to just do some trial live events, which we'd normally do, but we're going to slightly change them in that you'll have to make an appointment. We okay. need to set up our co- yeah. COVID protocols, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it'll be slightly different. So, um, But hopefully in the new year, we get back to proper. But yeah. we will. we are keeping an aspect of the virtual checks because it was so popular you know so yeah i don't know that's down to the government from i think a lot of uh, a lot of fields have found that there will be still be some element of virtual work yeah. within yeah, their workload I mean, because it I think has so, yeah. it has met a need in, in relation work, to definitely. sorry in relation to the health visitors or public health mm. nurses we we have um all air public public health nurses and gps all that have this I, I just had it beside me because it's not because I'm on it. It's just that this was a booklet that was produced. <laughs> it was produced, and it's all to do with car seat safety. There's even a pull out of different categories. Um, but that's oh, every yeah. every public health nurse has updated versions of all them to give out. I mean, it's a small step, but I mean, small steps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even just flagging it as a thing that you need to be aware of, because like you say, Margaret, people do just assume that something's safe. And we do this with other products like, you know, of course, um, yeah. I'm thinking of infant sleep products, um, Jenny, particularly like we oh, yeah. health health visitors are and public health nurses are not strangers to saying to a parent just because it's sold that doesn't mean it's safe I know. because yeah. there are so many yeah. products out there that are unsafe but people assume they are safe because they're on sale yeah um it's that interesting yeah. thing where i think some guys are so quick to when they're thinking how oh, when they're having a baby they're so quick to think about mm. spending lots of money on the buggy mm. lots of money on yeah the yeah. matching that's always the thing and they can't set. see and i think it's that thing of yeah yeah yeah. And I think especially, you know, with the re... I mean, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with the rear-facing ones of what you've been saying about, you know, the, the bands of car seats sort of stretching. So it's that thing of putting that idea in the head of actually looking at a car seat as something you're gonna they're gonna be using for, for two years maybe before moving on to the next stage one. Yeah. Whereas I think at the moment a lot of guys always think of the, the initial infant carrier as something they'll be using for the first sort of... 12 nine months, months or yeah. nine months if yeah. they've been confused mm. and actually if we're looking at it being something they're using for maybe twice three times as long as they initially thought they would be mm-hmm. they may be more willing to put that investment into it as well am i yeah. right in thinking yeah, exactly. that some of the extended rear facing seats can go from very young now oh yeah thinking of the swedish of plus tested either... ones there are some that go from birth to four years, so I'd like, yeah. say four years, but birth to 105 centimetres or 18 kilos. And then there are some that wow. go from nine kilos to 25, which is roughly one to six years. Um, yeah. There are, there was one that was birth to six years. Oh, I think my guys are leaving. There was one that was birth to six years, but that's discontinued. There'll be some new ones coming out 
you know, in next year or whatever. Mm. But I can't think of one currently, can you, Rob, that is birth the Avionaut Sky. That's a new one that's just come out. And that's birth to six birth to twenty five kilos. So that's the only one that I can think of. Yeah, to be get honest. One plus. Oh of course, yeah, but that's yeah, that's not up to twenty five. I'm just thinking of the belt and Oh bells. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I always prefer to put a newborn in an infant carrier, to be honest. I always think yeah, they look a little here. bit lost in yeah. those big convertible car seats. Yeah, so I agreed. think it's better yeah, to get yeah. an infant carrier for the first sort of year, year and a half, however long they last, and then move up to one up to 25 kilos. I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I actually think too as well, the infant carrier tends to offer a better recline position. But also, Absolutely. it's from a practical perspective, I mean, you know, like, I mean, you can put it onto a buggy, you can walk around the shop. Yeah, so sure, yeah. that, that, that first period of months is, you know, it's the, it's, it's mom and the baby and walking around. So I, I, I think an infant always, carrier for, I always think as well, when you have a very small newborn baby, you may not always be able to park your car outside your house. Then you've got to carry that baby in your arms to the car. You might yeah. have a toddler, you might have bags to carry. I just mm -hmm. think it's safer yeah. to carry them in a car seat than yeah. it is in your arms down the road. But you know, um, yeah, I just prefer an infant carrier. And like Ron says, the recline on them is better. Even the ones that are convertible from birth. The Axe Kid 1 does have a very good recline, actually. But there are a lot of car seats where the recline isn't that great for a newborn, even though they're yeah. stated as mm. being from birth. Okay. Yeah, so true. I mean, And your, your, car, your car also has an aspect on that too as well, because you could have an Audi, Opel or Vauxhall. Yeah where the vehicle seats are slopey and it increases the recline or the uprightness of the um, car seat. So yeah. it's it's a whole conversation. It's not just about buying a seat. You've got to take into consideration a lot, a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so the regulations, so just to come back to that, have we finished all of the, the things you mentioned, Swedish plus testing, and I know that's a really high stringent level mm. of safety. So yeah, that's, and that's nothing to do with regulation. So there's mm. basically, there's the law, then there's regulations within the law, and and then there is independent testing that's done. There's the Swedish Plus test. There's the right. ADAC testing that gets of done, course, yeah. which is nothing to do. Yeah. So basically, because people always say, you know, the law says that you have to, you can't forward face whatever. But the law, basically, all the law says is a child needs to be in an appropriate child restraint. And that's it. Right. That's the law. Up to okay. 12 years old. And then you go into the regulations of rear facing up to What's 15 months minimum, you know, the different weight groups, height groups, all of that comes under the regulation. And then the Swedish plus test and the ADAC testing is independent and, yeah. you know, separate from the law. So um, if a the Swedish is... plus test, just coming back to that, I was just yeah, going to say, sorry. is conducted in Sweden by their transport institute. The manufacturers will pay to have their seats tested. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only rear-facing seats that will ever pass their test. As soon as mm -hmm. a seat has the option to turn forward, they won't even consider it because they know it will fail. So that right. just tells you how strict that test is and how bad forward-facing is. So, you know, they can... And what, one, of, one of the most important tests they do in the test, the Swedish Plus, is they measure the crash forces on the head and neck. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's no, no forward-facing seat could possibly ever emulate that. I know Maxi Cozy brought out a car seat a few years ago, which was... Had um, airbags in the see, chest pads. Well, uh, had airbags, and they said it was 55% safer. No, so what was the, they said? It, it was 55% safer the safest forward facing seat that they have i might have that all wrong oh i'm not sure but e e e either or it, why not just get people clever, rear facing <laughs> i know exactly, yeah. i know this is so frustrating i think all the money yeah. and the research and the development yeah, it's gone into making something, and it flopped 
it flopped. It didn't sell. It was like five hundred pound. Oh, yeah. bought yeah. it. And Cybex, yeah. I don't know if you know this, Ron, but Cybex have now brought out or are about to bring out an impact shield car seat that has an airbag in the impact shield. And oh, I'm wow. like, oh my God, get rid Why? of the impact shield and just yeah. focus on extended rear facing. Yeah, they all know the it's safer, yeah. but they think that they can sell more forward facing seats because they think that's what parents want. But we have to get away from parents oh. thinking that that's what yeah. they want and just get them into the safest possible seats, which are rear facing. I just don't get why this is taking so many years. Well, this is the problem with it being led by industry, isn't it? Because, it, you know, their yeah. interest yeah. is in selling car seats, not in making Absolutely. it safer, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, that's a, it. it's important it, to remember when we talk about um, Scandinavian countries um, that it, it's often thrown at me when we're working that why aren't we not following the Swedish model and, and introducing it as law? And it's not it, it's not a law in Sweden to have your children rear-facing. It's generally accepted. So what that mm-hmm. suggests to me is that the awareness about rear-facing is is just, it's part of society yeah. in Sweden. So, like, I mean, yeah. we need to get to that stage, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, uh, be, be Safe is, in Nor- is Norwegian, Margaret? Like yeah, the, Norwegian, yeah. They, they only make forward-facing, or used to make only forward-facing seats for the Southern European market. So, like, I mean, they, they only make the rear-facing seats for their own, their, the Scandinavian market, you know. Yeah. And Britax so the same. They've brought out a few of them over here now, but there are some car seats that they only make for the Scandinavian market. But actually, talking about that, there's a Scandinavian, a Swedish band called Axkid, and they are the only mm-hmm. car seat manufacturer in the world that don't make forward-facing harnessed car seats at all. Because they mm-hmm. know wow. that they're not safe. So they've mm-hmm. just made a commitment. Mm-hmm. They used yeah. to, like years ago, they did make a few, but they've actually just got rid of any of them that had a forward-facing yeah. option. And that the only harness mm-hmm. car seats that they do are, uh, they've all passed the Swedish Plus test and they're all rear-facing only. And Ron, when you're doing the tests yeah. and, or when you're doing the checks and things, do you find um, an issue with what parents are dressing the babies and toddlers in yeah. to go into the car seat yeah. as well? So we... Um, Good point, Jen. We, uh, just, just as I... I have all my stuff here for my virtual checks, my little baby here. <laughs> Um, oh wow! It's so, headless. So this baby's headless. It's head, it's, it's head, I've got well, some actually, health problems my... with him before we start. It's, it's got no back. Uh, I got it. a bit it. Shall <laughs> get I've this child my, to A and E. I've got my weighted baby too oh, here no, as well. You know, if if you could feel her, she weighs. She's 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 nine years old. She doesn't look a day over six months. <laughs> <she doesn't. laughs> so um, so so yeah, interesting question, and we know this is part of our campaign as well. So. When I'm talking to new parents particularly, I'll actually sort of take this out if I'm talking to them online mm-hmm. and I'll show them the things that we're looking for in terms of the harness like this, okay? Mm-hmm. We want it to be level or slightly below. And then I'll also talk about um, where you test the seat or the harness and how tight it should be. So if I can right. put my two fingers under here, if I turn my fingers sideways, they'll either fold over or I'll feel a bit of resistance as I'm turning the seat. Okay. This so, is, and this is how I this is how I check it. Now, what I'll also do then is we'll talk about. And just for the people right. listening who can't obviously see what yep. Ron's doing, he's got the um, the dummy held up, and he's showing us that the the, the strap that goes <laughs> over the child's shoulder should Sorry, be. So we laugh because Ron has just got a little baby and he's stroking its head. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Do we, we, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Amy, just to follow on from that. So when I'm actually describing that mm. and I have my little um, demonstration and the, of the little harness, the harness here. Yeah. So this is my model. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually used for, to demonstrate 
I think it's I think it is anyway to use to demonstrate, you know, like the sling wear, you know, yes. sling wearing things and all that. Yeah. yeah. So then I'll put my harness on and I'll show up. But I'll also then have a have a video made up of Rosie, my doll here behind me, mm -hmm. wearing a, a snowsuit, you know, like a big puffy yeah. jacket. Yeah. And basically the video shows of the before and after. So I'll put it on, I'll pull it tight. This is really common mm -hmm. um, where we'll pull it tight and particularly because we're heading into the winter. Yeah. We'll pull, we'll, I'll pull the harness tight and it feels nice and tight and it looks tight yeah. and the chi child is nice and snug in the seat. Mm -hmm. But then what I'll do next is I'll unbuckle it. I won't loosen it. I'll unbuckle it. I'll take the, the jacket, the, the onesie off, yeah. the off Rosie. And then you'll see the difference in the harness. And then refasten and how loose it back it is. on, yeah. And yeah. refasten it back. So what we're, what we're demonstrating there is the amount of air, body warmers, snowsuits, yeah. teddy bear yeah. outfits, all that sort of stuff. It's better that they've got thinner layers and blankets on them. Or you can get yeah. these, um, like I like them. They're like, uh, am I allowed to mention the brands or anything like that? Yeah. Like, so they're, yeah, they're like yeah, a fleece like a fleece blanket yeah. with holes in them yeah and the straps come through them so the child is harnessed correctly yeah. inside them i i call them baristas because then you throw fold them over like yeah, a burrito, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i was i was going to ask you about them because i yeah. have seen them a lot and yeah. they look like it's like that uh, in my head it looked logical yeah and i was wanting to double check so they have yeah. holes as they for look. the straps to go yeah. through yeah so yeah. Yeah, they have. They're, they're very, heard... they're very good. There's a few out there. There's Mark. It's I think it's an Australian brand. There's okay. the oh no, mate, no the other one, the Wallaboo. Um, right. And then there's there's a Vosky one. Yeah. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's loads more. Yeah, but I, Vosky is actually they they work together with Be Safe. So if Be Safe didn't think that they were safe, they wouldn't. Ah, okay, you yeah. know, they wouldn't endorse them. So yeah. yeah. That's good. Not cheap, yeah. mind you. It's funny because things like that have mm. been around for. A while. I remember my daughter's eleven now, and I had one like that for the car seat when she was a baby and it was that thing where I had it and I thought I don't know why these aren't more popular mm, yeah. Yeah. because it was that thing where not wanting her in a big bulky coat in the car anyway because especially if you're doing half an hour the yeah. car warms up yeah mm. yeah well, we don't live we don't, we don't live in Sorry, we don't live in a very uh, you know, extreme weather's in in the UK and Ireland. Yeah. I mean, our climate is quite temperate. We're not in Canada or anything like that, yeah. you know. So, exactly. like we like it, like we there's ways around the type of clothes that they can wear. Blankets, if it's blanket, yeah. If it, there's if even it's fleece, ponchos if it's that you can put over the. So you strap yeah. the child into the car yeah. seat in their normal clothes, and then you just get a blanket with a hole in the middle and a hood, and it's just like a poncho that goes over the car seat. And also what I've done with my older children is just strap them in and then put their winter coat on back to front. So they put their arms in the sleeves, but the mm -hmm. back of the coat is over ah. the harness and then you just tuck <laughs> it in at the sides. You nice. know, that's if it's yeah. really, really Crazy. cold. I mean, you know, like Ron says, we don't really get those extreme temperatures here. So it's no. not really that necessary. But, that's um, a really... but yeah, I mean, I've always walked my children from the house to the car with their coat on. And as soon as I open the car door, they take their coats off. And yeah, um, yeah. They, they won't freeze. No, they'll exactly. be fine. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so making sure that it's obviously tight enough and you're saying that you should be able to get two fingers underneath but not be able to twist them. Um, yeah, so so my, my method, there's different ways of doing it. The way I sort of describe it, yeah. if I'm talking to new parents, is that if I, we're checking the height, and it depends on if they're rear-facing or forward-facing, where this goes into the back of the seat, it should be either level or slightly below. So the harness strap should be level yeah, or below the level of the child's if, shoulder. If they're for rear-facing. Rear for rear-facing, yeah. Yeah, forward-facing forward is level facing, or above. Sli 
slightly above like that. Right. Now, where, oh. where a lot of parents check um, the tightness of the harness, where we, where we don't check because babies differ. And actually, babies even, their tummy differs throughout the day, is we don't check yeah. the tummy and we don't check up of here. Course. We're checking the very top shoulder. of the shoulder here. Right. And I should, I should be able to get my two fingers flat underneath the straps here. And if I turn them sideways, my fingers will fold over or I'll feel the resistance as I'm turning around. Other ways of doing it, you can pinch. Yeah, I've seen that the, one as well. Yeah, pinch yeah. The, the strap. But that's generally what we're looking for, a general feeling of tightness in it. And it's not, like if it's tight at the tummy, I guarantee it's going to strangle the child at the top. Right. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. what's also important, and, we, and this is something that a lot of people get wrong, is they will buckle it in and they'll pull the strap to tighten and it all looks tight at the shoulders, but they've yeah. missed an important step. You're meant to pull the straps up through the buckle to remove the slack from the hips before you pull yeah. the strap to tighten. Because otherwise, if you just pull that tightening strap, before you've pulled the straps up through the buckle, that slack will still be there and that will work its way up slowly throughout the journey and make the shoulder straps too loose. So, so hang on, so where are you supposed to pull from? So you, you buckle the child in and then you mm -hmm. grab the shoulder straps and pull them up through the buckle, which removes the slack ah, from the so hips. Pull them up and then you, towards the child's yeah. head. Yeah, okay. and then you hold them and then you hold them there with one hand and with the other hand you pull the strap. Right. So that just makes sure that there's no slack anywhere. Okay, that's really helpful. Thank you. And and how do you right. know then um, when a child has outgrown their car seat? Because people talk about the head coming over the top of the car seat, well, the headrest. So, so what or... you're talking about in relation to this type of a seat here. The infant carrier. The infant ca yeah. There, yeah. So so gen the older regulations call for weight of, in it depends on the seat, but let's say this maxi cozy here behind me, it's 13 kilo mm -hmm. maximum weight. Mm -hmm. They say, they always said, the child's head shouldn't crown the top of the seat. Yeah. But what we would actually always advise is when you're an inch below the top of the seat, mm -hmm. that's when you need to plan next your next seat. stage seat. Yeah. And don't, don't, don't wait because they know statistically that, um, in fact, actually, I think it's, um, Margaret might correct me on this, but they, even in the crash testing of the seats, they actually put shims in the, um, the harnesses to emulate people making mistakes fitting the seats, wrong clothes, all that sort of stuff. So they, if they allow for that. So if you have a child that's level with the top of the seat, there is the possibility under crash forces that they will go above that, right. uh, given the yeah. statistics that it, so eye size again, it tends to be below the seat. But when you grow a seat like that is by weight, which tends to be less, yeah. um, or by size. And depending on it, all the new eye-size seats, there's there's a variation on them. The best thing to do is to look under the seat. You're not sure. Again, if you look underneath the seat, yeah, you'll see an sticker. orange sticker. Yeah. An yeah. orange sticker that will tell you... the height limits on it. Weight and the height limits on yeah, it too okay. as well. So, I mean, okay. it, depending, it depends on the seat that you're actually using, you know. But, as but it's the, nothing to do with age. Age is very important. It's yeah, it's to nothing do to do with age. Some children will fit their infant carrier for two and a half years and others grow out of them yeah. at 10 months if they're very big. Um, yeah. But the 13 kilo weight limit, which is what it's been sort of for the last 20 odd years... Um, it's very rare for a child to actually get to 13 because yeah, if you look sure. at the growth charts, an average yes. 50th yeah. percentile 
13 kilo child is two and a half years old. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. they will yeah. have outgrown the seat by height long before then. So it's, yeah. it's and that, that's yeah. that's born that's born out certainly with my experience that it was be it'd be very very rare. Yeah. we would see a 13 kilo child. And actually, uh, in the seat yeah. like it's it's I'm I'm thinking of um from a parent's perspective and from a health visitor perspective, it's actually quite tricky to know your child's length when they're an infant. You know, um, oh, I we know. don't routinely know. measure hard it. To measure? And we no. yeah, and the reason we don't routinely measure it is because the measurement is quite inaccurate and doesn't actually tell yeah. us anything useful clinically from a nursing perspective. So um, we don't routinely measure it unless we have a clinical reason for measuring it. But we do get asked by parents, can you measure their length for the yeah. car seat? Yeah. And you know sometimes we can and sometimes we can't depending on obviously the circumstances. But... I've I've started to use recently. I I don't know why I didn't think of yeah. this ages ago. But my wife works in a, a place that you know it'd be like um oh, it sells curtains and fabrics and all that sort of stuff and i she brought home one of these soft uh rulers or you know measuring tapes tape measure. the, the tape measure you know the, the cloth you type mm. of ones and i said i said it's perfect. I can because now because you can hold a baby up and I can just follow the contour. So it's really interesting. <laughs> so Ron, okay, we have an episode, yeah. <laughs> a podcast episode on. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. You know. Well, so that's how yeah. um, midwives actually measure length um, in the hospital. Oh right, okay. And that and it's that's how I got freaked out when I first did my first yeah. health visiting job, where I where I trained. We didn't measure length at the new birth visit. And on my first visit, I measured the length of this baby mm. using a board with a head plate and foot yeah. plate and yeah, yeah. flat. And I was like, wow, your baby's like 52 centimetres long. <laughs> and the parents' faces dropped. And they said, but shrunk. he was 54 centimetres at birth. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, how have they shrunk? And, uh, yeah, it was my colleague explained how midwives measure them. And I was like... <gasps> Okay. So if you think when you're measuring like that, you're taking into account obviously the curve of the head and the you know the curve in the back. So and the yeah. curve yeah. round for their bum and usually they're nappy as well because you're you know you're probably yeah, yeah. not measuring them naked. Although, in a car seat yeah, yeah. fitting to be setting. fair, for a car seat, yeah. for a car seat, that is probably a good way of doing it. Perhaps a better way of doing mm. it because yeah. that is that is all of them that you're. See, you're the, I suppose the reason I with. like I, I accept that it may not be a hundred percent accurate, but I suppose when you're using a stiff measuring tape and you're you're bending it around to try and get a oh, better, yeah, you no, know, it's oh, not we know so, the you know. challenges for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. okay, so generally, <laughs> once they're starting to approach being close to the head height, um, reaching the top of the car seat. That's the time to be starting to consider getting it. Yeah. Oh, oh, only the next... in the older, only in the older regulated seats, like the one beside me here. Right. As I say, the new, the new eye size seats are more specific in terms of height. They can, like the maxi cozy seats now are. Uh, like the pebble and BSA yeah. seats, they're 75 centimetres or 13 kilos. There are some, by the way, now that are stretched out to 83 centimetres, 87 cent So it's if yeah. it's eye size, you need to check the actual the, centimetres. Uh, the orange sticker, yeah. Okay. Yeah, then you do need to measure the baby and then you come back to that, like, you know, what is an accurate measurement? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, roughly yeah, yeah. speaking, I don't think it's yeah. that, you know. No. Yeah. If yeah. the yeah. child still fits and they're sort of roughly 75 centimetres, that's when you move them out. But... And to get an accurate measurement is very hard. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and so then the next stage seats are the ones that are harnessed up to either 18 kilos or 105 centimetres yeah. four years, or the ones that go up to um, 25 kilos or 125 centimetres. Yeah. Most of those have a built-in headrest 
And they're yeah. basically, as long as the child is within the weight limit still, as soon as they reach the weight limit, the seat's outgrown. But yeah. if they grow out of the seat by height, that happens when the shoulders no longer comfortably fit under the headrest in its highest position. Okay. Or the car seats that don't have a headrest when the eyes are level with the top. So not the top of the head, but the eyes. The eyes, okay. So if there's a headrest on the seat, it goes, the shoulders should tuck underneath that headrest yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and, and um, yeah, like there you said, are one or two extend. seats still that don't have a headrest, and then you go by either the shoulder straps being level with Below. the shoulders or uh -huh. the eye line being level with the top of the seat. But there's okay. not many of those around anymore. Most of them have a built-in headrest, and oh. then you just go by uh, the headrest in its highest position. The child should comfort; it shouldn't be digging into their shoulders. Once that starts to happen, then the seat's just too small what like i mean age obviously we've said that we've covered that it's irrelevant but like some children actually carry their length in their body like humans i mean i mean not just children but they may be long in the body or they may be short in the body if they're short in the body they'll get longer out of the seat you know so like it's 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 very much a visual um what you can see and how the child fits in the seat themselves unless there's a specific height you know Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so I'm just thinking, you know, is what's the key messages for every health visitor to bear in mind? You know, if we're seeing babies, we're seeing every family universally, is there anything that you would say that would be really a good idea for us to messages to get across? I just want to make families? the point really from the public health nurse or health visitor perspective. Um, and it's, again, it's something that we come across all the time. And I know years ago, there was a lot of misinformation coming from two parents through the health visitors coming to us let's say you know and thankfully that has all changed um but that it's about the age the age of relevancy you know that it's important yeah that, so it doesn't matter about their health, age no it is about their weight or size in the seat now you can always check that by looking at the labeling on it to see what the height and size is but age is relevant and not to be putting the child forward facing at nine kilos or no, sorry the common misconception is that it's nine months. We, uh, Margaret will tell you that we come across that all the time. I know, and checks. I can't believe that that's they, still out there because that's been like that for yeah. years. And I just think, it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. nobody and even I think mentions it, that anymore. But somehow yeah. people still think nine months. And these things yeah. take such a yeah. long time to trickle and down, I, don't they? Oh, they do. They really do. Yeah. And I would also just say, this may seem really obvious and basic, but read your instruction booklet and the yeah. way that the yeah. child... Yeah, you know, because so many people don't. And the way that it's described in the booklet is the only way. Because you get people like, oh, this will do. Oh, I'm just going to do it like this. Oh, that's fine. You don't need that clip. Yes, you do. You need to follow mm. the instructions to the letter and don't give it your own yeah. interpretation. Only fit the seat because that will be the way that it has been crash tested. So if you make any changes... I mean, I, I, I can send you photographs of granddad DIY oh. um, jobs. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Mar Mar Margaret has seen a lot of the ones that I've seen. Or dad decides, well, you know, like I'll... Um, I, it doesn't actually just there recently, you know, um, you know, the be safe Izzy turn, Margaret. It's a swivel seat. Yeah, uh, it's quite an expensive seat um, and yeah. has quite an unusual way of fitting that counteracts slopey seats. But I, I met a gentleman there a couple of weeks ago who who brought it back to us and showed us and it was destroyed. He destroyed it. He used a hammer and a chisel oh, or a God. screwdriver to get it out of the isofix. I mean, I have to say, that's and a hard seat to get out. I've struggled with it. I've put it in the yeah. car thinking, right, well, this car's scrapped. I'm about to buy a new one because I couldn't get it out. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is hard. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard, hard, but it's, it's but well. Then on. I'll send I'll, I'll send you Margaret the video oh, of hilarious. how I would take it out. Okay, yeah. the simple the simple way of taking it out. But I it, it's Margaret's point about the instructions and if it says to do this and that, what it never says in any car seat I've ever come across, you need a hammer and chisel to take it out. So no. I suppose <laughs> the. Uh, no. <laughs> I've also never seen any car seat instructions that said you needed a bungee or a rope to tie it to the headrest. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Or, were, oh, honestly, no. but obviously these are very extreme cases but we yeah. do see things where there are clips on either side of the car seat and you're only meant to use one on the side where the seatbelt comes mm. down from the door people use them both because they think well there's a clip there obviously something has to go in it you know just little basic stuff like that but you have to make sure step by step car seat instructions will always have diagrams that talk you through the fitting of the seat and you've got to follow it yeah. to the letter and not give it your own interpretation because it won't Jeez. be safe no. <laughs> I'm I, late, later on this afternoon. I'm going up to the National Children's Hospital to talk to um, occupational therapists. Uh, that I've there, there's a bit of a gathering there, and they've asked me to come up and have a chat with them. And I don't know whether this is something that uh, the health visitor may come across with, like hip display, hip dysplasia. It's, it's something yeah. that it's something that oh, we yeah. come across quite commonly, you know. Yeah, of course, and that I, makes I, sense. I, again, with a, a cast. Yeah, so yeah. so so you can make adaptations to seats, like I mean, adding in extra padding to lift the child up. That's the most important thing. It's very much an individual thing, and um, and I wouldn't say there's one answer to all, other than. Uh, it depends on the type of hip cast. So, for example, you can have. I mean, I had one last week where the hip cast was like that it was very yeah angular but then you'll, yeah. you'll get them that they're frog leg type thing you know so but there there's yeah. there's no there's just seek advice on it uh it, the likes of ourselves or margaret or anything like that would give better advice than some yeah. of the brands that will try to rent you a seat that is inappropriate in my opinion for uses with those and that's another thing that i know from the ot's that i'm talking to later on that they have been indoctrinated into a certain brand that they mm -hmm. must they must get because yeah. it apparently is the most suitable for um hip dysplasia and i don't believe that it is you know so uh we'll mm -hmm. be having a chat about that later and i'm also tomorrow morning talking to um the Gardaí, which is the irish police force um the guys who investigate uh, road fatality so they when they to do all to do with car well they want to know about more car seat stuff like that you know in part of their investigation you know so it's um but just from the public health nurse it's very important when it comes to hip dysplasia or stuff like that there is help out there you know yeah yeah ring margaret on margaret info where can where can we find you um online if we wanted right, to so my website about you. very simply is rearfacingtoddlers.com so and all Brilliant. of my social media so i'm on facebook instagram youtube it's all called rearfacing toddlers um so fantastic was that a plug margaret was it <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, Ron do you have any other plugs apart from the electrical one you just held up <laughs> no, well, I, I, well I suppose it's probably different for me because what we provide is a public service you know so like it's which is obviously you, what you, we need Yeah, I know Margaret has always given I, know, I can't wait to get Margaret over one of these days over to spend the day with us I am know. coming in June oh, Ron yeah. June 22 <laughs> no definitely I'm going to come to Ireland so, but we'll sort that out 
I will formally nominate uh, in the European Parliament. Oh no, we can't do that either. Sure, we can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Um, but but no, I, no, it, I have it, a Dutch it, passport, so I'm fine. Oh yeah, that's worry. fine. Yeah, you're. <laughs> we right, actually right across Europe there there's great interest in what we do so what we do is I think we're the only country in Europe that does it from a governmental perspective mm. so yeah. uh, I know good egg is a is a private company and all that but the from a government and then we're we're, we're trying to develop the retailer um the code of practice and the certification hopefully is down the road uh so like there's great stuff going on here but as i say it is up to the public then to come to us yeah. uh, as well you know um, and unfortunately the the problem is that while we might travel around we have great numbers we'd have two hour queues of people coming into us it's really the people that aren't coming into us that we want to see yeah. uh you know to be fair and we want the we one of the the important statistics that we came across is when we delve into air figures of that 80% of seats are fitted incorrectly. When we delve into that, we realise that a lot of them are uh, belted seats. And then we delve into that even further. And one of the questions we asked is when you bought the seat, did the shop fit the seat into the car for you? And the answer is either yes or no. You know, So we know from that, that the vast majority of retailers don't fit seats in cars. And there has to be this connection or correlation yeah. between the two. And I think yeah. that's something mm. that we're certainly hoping or trying to change yeah. with the with the code of practice, you know. So it's obviously something that's needed. But there's also okay. the liability though, because there's a thing, what we've always been told to do is when you sell a car seat to somebody, I mean, I, I will admit that I don't do this because it just takes too long. And also people don't like me breathing down their neck, watching them fit their car seat. But what you're officially <laughs> supposed to do is show yeah. them how, remove it from the car, and then watch them fit it. So they're the last person who touched that seat before I leave, so I'm not liable if anything goes wrong. Now, right. I have enough confidence yeah. in myself to know that nothing's going to go wrong, so I don't really worry about yeah. it. And like I say, people don't like the pressure of being watched sure. over by me yeah. while, they, while they, you know, familiarise themselves with it. But yeah, really yeah. and truly... The retail, so some retailers on the high street will actually not fit car seats for that reason. They're just yeah. not allowed. And they'll hide. They'll also hide behind that too as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it it can also be a convenience for a retailer to say that as well. You know, I suppose, we're not yeah. sure to do it. Or, I suppose yeah. that I yeah. suppose there's an element there as well, isn't there, of the parent needing to be able to fit it for themselves because you know they're going to be taking the car seat out to put in grandparents car or yeah. you know they need to Absolutely. use it in a different car for whatever reason so they need to be able to fit it safely um yeah i know i, I get so many mums so many mums especially on these checking events that say oh i don't know how to get the seat oh you know i, I my husband always does it i don't know how to do it myself mm. and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. what if you break down what if you need to get a lift from somebody what, yeah, what you, are you know gonna do? you yeah. need to know how to fit your own car seat i just yes. always find it staggering that yeah. people just leave this stuff to their husband i'm like it's crazy to me well yeah, i know they do. i think it's so t- tough because you know it's always the context of a new baby isn't it and I think you know like we see lots of newborns and when you've got a baby who's two days old if there's some low-hanging fruit that you can be like yeah you go off and do that I'm busy feeding you know you can so see how it easily happens (laughs) but I do take your point that it's um you you do need to know how to do it you do need to know how to do it and you're right all of this stuff is ultimately about safety which is you know vitally important um more so than than anything else so um, and inter- yeah. interestingly enough, with the virtual checks, um, what I, I realized very, very quickly was that 
the 30 minute slot that you the appointment that you make uh i can't like, like margaret try to explain to somebody how you change the height of a harness in an axe kid move mm. in 30 minutes is so difficult like you I know i just say go on so, my youtube channel it's all there yeah <laughs> so um so so what we've done is we've just made up a load of i've been doing it for months and months now little snippet video so so i can say to you uh, you know, like say the, this cabrio fix here, uh, particularly for new parents, I'll send them a little video on WhatsApp great. or something like that. So it just, there's just lots of help out there. It's yeah. just seeking the right yeah, help. That's, that's all, that's you know. That's great. And, you know, if you've got, um, either of you have any links that you'd like me to include in the show notes for this um, episode that people can go on to find more information, that would be really helpful. Um, um, but yeah, is there anything else, just la last thoughts that um, you had that you wanted to highlight? I think we've covered a huge amount. And thanks so much for all of your passion and um, enthusiasm on this topic. It's so, so wonderful to have. I think I think I'll we only I, I think it was only a tip thing. of the yeah. iceberg. Yeah, sure. You could keep me and Margaret here for a couple I of days. Know, I know. Know. <laughs> I, Jenny just wanted I've, to ask I've, something. I was going to say just one quick thing where I just suddenly thought it just suddenly yeah. let me mind. I thought, oh my god, we need to. I just thinking about um, second-hand car seats. Are oh, they a complete no-go, or is there are there times when? A second-hand car seat can be okay, well, or what should you look out for as best? So where we would be, oh. I, 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 sorry, go on. So where we, so so let's so let's say from my perspective, let's say he talks too much. Look, no, you're you both yeah. wonderful. I, 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 I often, love it. I often get, I often get, I often get given out. By the way, I, meant, I never meant to show you this, or I meant to show you this. This is check it, oh. check it fits Charlie. He comes with us all over the country. That is such yeah. a cute. Teddy. There was a whole campaign, but. To answer your question, there are a couple of ways of looking at it. First of all, let's say you came to me and you said to me, I'm thinking of, I saw a car seat on a well-known website publication that sells second-hand stuff. That's right. We're, we're not like the BBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All> right, <okay. laughs> well, <laughs> so, well, I suppose, too, is because of the role that I play, I have to be extremely careful. Yes, no, yeah, in, fair. Particularly because... Over the years, we've had more solicitors' letters about um, malign. Well, I've never maligned uh, anyone in my life before uh, to their That's face, true. anyway. And um, but we have to be no, I suppose, right. super careful yeah, in the right. in, in the world that we live in. But let's say a well, um, a well known. You know, yeah. you're looking online. You want to buy a secondhand seat. The my advice to you is steer clear of it straight mm. away. And there's several reasons why and practical reasons. Number one, you don't know the providence of the seats, yeah. number one. That second thing is um, the person, sell, and we this is something that we actually always see. Mm. So the person that's selling the seat to you, um, you don't know who they are, but in good faith, they may want, they, they're a good person, yeah. um, but they want to clean the fabrics before they sell the seat to you. So they'll take it apart, take the harness apart. Right, and what, what we yeah, tend to see in a situation like that is when they put it back together, it's not put back properly. Right. And we've tons and tons of evidence of that. So if it was a thing, so there's one aspect. I would take steer clear of stuff like yeah. that. The, the second way of looking at it is let's say your sister, your brother, your best friend, is finished using their seat yeah. and they want to pass on the seat. Well, at least you know the providence of the yeah. seat. And, uh, and that's a different that's a different concept yeah. altogether, you know? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Margaret, did you want to say something? 
No, I just always, the way I always see it is, there's only one thing that's not safe, and that is using a crashed car seat. Yeah. So, yeah. just because yeah. a car seat is second-hand, doesn't make it unsafe. No. As long as it hasn't been yeah. in a crash. So, what you need to establish, and be absolutely 100% sure of, is that that is not the case. Yeah. And that's where it gets a bit tricky, because how do you know, yeah, if, you if you're buying a seat on eBay, if you buy it from a stranger, and I always think, oh, there's cool. loads and loads of car seats out there on Facebook Marketplace, on eBay, on whatever that you just don't know. Yeah. But then there's yeah. also car seats being sold secondhand that would have cost the original person that bought them three, four hundred pounds. And I yeah. think they are the type of people that do research, that get it right, that know a good car seat, you know, that know the importance mm. of a good car seat. Yeah. And I don't for a minute think that those people would sell a crashed car seat because no, they sure. know not mm. to. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think there is and also I think just because a car seat has been used and finished with, I think it's criminal to put them all in landfill. There yeah. are poor people out there that can't afford car seats. So it's a little bit of a gray area. You've got to be careful, mm. but I would definitely not say that all secondhand car seats are unsafe because that's just not true. Mm. Mm. But it's just fi it's filtering out the good from the bad that is where it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a gentleman that came in one time haven't taken the seat out of a skip. Gosh, oh and, gosh. Uh, but we, we condemned the seat straight away. It was in bits, oh. like, you know. And but he didn't see the folly of what he was doing. And second and often second hand or charity shops often ask me uh, about this whole area. And I would always advise them don't get involved no. in the no, selling of I the don't get yeah, no, absolutely. Do you know absolutely. what I mean? So uh, but Margaret is right, so some of the like the forums, the rear facing forums and all that. I, I've met lots of people that will sell the stuff on that. And again, you'll often see them saying uh, pet free smoke free never been involved in a crash so the people that tend to be on those tend to be very well informed yeah. when yeah. it comes to exactly uh, rear face because I get lots of people that, like when they buy a car seat for their child from me and they've they finished using their old one they say oh, I don't know what to do with this car seat because you're not allowed to sell them are you like, yes you are you won't get much for them I mean don't get me wrong they don't hold their value at all yeah. but don't throw them on a skip don't put them in landfill if somebody yeah, yeah. can still use it let them use it yeah. absolutely such a waste Great. If, if sorry, sorry, Amy, in, in a practical <laughs> sense, if, again, just to reiterate what I would see, and probably Margaret would see too as well, uh, particularly when it comes to second-hand seats, so if, if somebody happens to have bought, like you, you can't change what they've done, they've bought a car seat, and you're checking the child's health and uh, the parent's health, then it's important that they get that seat checked by somebody in terms of the harness particularly, you know. I mean, I've seen, I've actually... Interestingly enough, I, I did an autopsy on that Be Safe Izzy Turn when your man, because I said, here, I'll throw it into the skip. But I often will get see, I've dealt with lots of families that have been in crashes and I've actually got a chance to take apart um, a, a car seats that have been in crashes. Right. And, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, okay. you can't tell the difference. You don't, yeah. like, you don't know the difference in some respects yeah. in a car seat that's been involved in an awful crash uh, because they just don't look as if there's anything wrong and, and wow. uh, yeah. the car seat companies in some cases will actually take the seat off you and the only way they can test it is to actually crash test it you know so um okay that's 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 all i mean literally everything you're saying is so helpful and so useful for people to learn yeah. and you know just really it's appreciate so your nice. passion and your communicating all of this i was going to say it's so nice to talk to guys who've got yeah, you so too. much passion about Thank the subject you. Um, and yeah, Ron, we need to import you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, definitely. I'm convinced that we now, I'm now, so it seems now obvious after speaking to you that why do we not have a public version of, um, you know, these kinds of, because the commercial money. interest I suppose it's probably money. money. I don't know. It's, I know. it's an, in, an, an interest and passion too as well, because I know, yeah. I know historically the people who set this up uh, engaged with us at the start. Uh, it was very much started out of a conversation mm. and they realised, you know what, we really need to do something. And so it's it's determination. It's about, you know, the wherewithal as well to do it. Yeah. You know? it obviously in Ireland, you know, I mean, we have a population of five pe- uh, five million people. It's a different yeah, concept. It's very in, different, in, yeah. It's very, very different. You've probably We're seen able them to, all over the years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, as I say, we we're able to, it takes us six months to do a full tour of every county in Ireland, mm, except yeah. the north, the six counties in the north. And um, we will then just repeat that. So we tried to cover the country twice in it's a normal amazing. year, you know. Um, yeah. So to, so the equivalent of that in the UK would be very expensive. Mm. But, you know, like, I mean, the stats are showing us that, you know, it, it is working. It's what we're doing yeah. actually yeah. has had an effect, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah. Oh, look, thank you so much for your time. Was there anything else that anybody wanted to add before we before we close up? Do you have any spare tickets for a crowded house next year in Dublin? <laughs> 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 I know that might still be um, so. I can get you on. You can <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But no, thanks so much for your time yeah, today. Really You're it's very welcome. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. So we know how to contact Ron and Margaret, so that's wonderful. And thank you so much for your time, both of you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, oh, my word. It's been amazing. Just brilliant. Tour de force. Absolutely They're wonderful. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on email, Iamahealthvisitor at gmail.com, or uh, via our Facebook page, which we imaginatively named I Am A Health Visitor, or via our Instagram or Twitter, which are both at IamAHV. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and hope you found that as useful as we did. Yeah, and don't forget if you want to do um, some CPD, some reflection on this, then if you fill out one of the NMC reflection forms and ping it to us, we'll ping you back a lovely I Am A Health Visitor certificate um, for your portfolio. Thanks so, so uh, much. Yeah. And do get in touch if you've got any queries or any ideas for future shows. And thank you so much to those who have. We are going to try and do a special um, thank you for the thank you for everything um, episode soon, maybe over Christmas. Lovely. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.